0: Yeah, I'm just going to say, I bet he has no memory of that whatsoever. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com weightloss.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: You're listening to Sapnin' Podcast. Sapnin'. Sapnin'. You are listening to episode 157 of Sapnin' Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and
3: my good friend Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And on this episode, we have captured a systematic close-up on the whole society of film and music. Wait, I'm just not out If that makes sense, <laughs> does that make sense? Um,
2: I don't if, know. I'm if it list. doesn't,
3: and do you know what? If it doesn't, so what?
2: Oh, my fucking life. Um, <laughs> this week's guest is Aaron McKenzie, bassist and musician in While She Sleeps and also director and visual creator.
3: Yes, he's, literally, he's a man of many titles and he's been involved in some great content and releases over the years. We're very friendly with Aaron and the whole While She Sleeps camp and team we've had. Quite a few episodes with them now, but we wanted to do this one for quite a while to dive into the world of filmmaking and everything going on with While She Sleeps over the last year. They released their album and groundbreaking funded method, The Sleep Society, last year, and we're going to dive into everything from that, how it's evolved, the ins and outs of filmmaking from that world's mentality, angles and shots, mental health, skateboarding, iron boards, and even the beautiful face of Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro. And, Sean, this is quite an interesting time because in that filmmaking, he's just done your band Raiders' first official video called Animal.
2: Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Which is out now. Please go and check it out, for God's sake. Because we could do with the views, um, because that'd be nice. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, raiders animal up in Sheffield, and we had a fantastic time, and we get into that in this chat now. So, uh, yeah, it was fantastic to have Aaron on. Thank you very much to Aaron for giving us his time. Yeah, it was good to see him. It was good to catch up. Yeah, a couple of months ago, he put out um a video, a very very brave video, talking about um his struggles with mental health. And alcohol and stuff, and um, yeah, we get an update on that. It was a very, very good chat, and I genuinely love seeing Aaron. So this was um, this was a treat for me, an absolute treat.
3: Yeah, it's nice that we get to do episodes like this where the guest has a few different things going on, especially diving into a world like filmmaking, for example. Obviously, yes. we've we've done photography before with the very, very iconic Paul Harry's. But I think Aaron's going to give a really nice insight into that world even more so.
2: Yes, yeah. So if you've ever been interested in video and want to know how music videos work or you're in a band and you're thinking, what do we need to do and stuff? Listen on. Like you were going to turn off anyway. (laughs) Like you were like, oh, fuck (laughs) this shit. But yeah, check it out. It's going to be, it's fucking really good. It's really, really good. I can't. Brag it up much more than that, yeah. to be honest. I Literally.
3: enjoyed it. Yes, well, we're not going to go on much longer. We are going to go straight into this conversation. But just very quickly before we do, a little reminder, because it's always nice to remind people when we need their help. And if you'd like to support this podcast, the best way to do that would be visiting patreon.com forward slash sapnin, because not only do you get invited into our own very, our very own wonderful community of Sap fam incredible human beings but there's loads of bonus content over there and uh, you hear news about everything to do Sapnin first.
2: Very first. So first that sometimes they find out before I find out which is interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, check out patreon.com for slash sapnin. Sapnin. Um, I won't go on too much about it but yeah, fucking love everybody there. You're all fucking legends and um, I owe you my life. disclaimer disclaimer i don't actually owe you my life um so please don't um think you can come to my house and kill me and say well you owed me that so
3: (laughs) (laughs) but we did get to do a gigantic uh, zoom party with them recently to celebrate our third year anniversary we're going to bring a a few more of those now over the next couple of weeks as well so come and get involved at patreon.com forward slash sapnin and while you head over to the website on your mobile 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 mobile. mobile device Listen to this conversation with us and Aaron McKenzie of While She Sleeps.
2: Yes. At Sapnin'Pod on
3: Instagram and Twitter. Sapnin'! Sapnin'!
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
3: What's happening? What's lads? Yes! Yay. Oh, and he's added a bit of
2: Northern with the lads. Uh, yes! Yeah. I know the protocol. Yes, <laughs> this week's guest is filmmaker, music video shooter, musician, and all-round legend Aaron McKenzie of Well She Sleeps, and Aaron McKenzie Films, I guess. Uh, yes, <laughs> Films, yeah, I guess, yeah. Thank you for saying I'm a legend. Oh, well, you are. That's all the encount- I don't only consider myself like a
0: legend, but it's nice. It's nice for you to say.
2: I reckon you'd be surprised how many people consider you a legend. So keep that in mind. <laughs> but keep that in mind Probably. because you are. You are. Um, how are you? What's yeah? What's news? Happening? it's Well, what's <laughs>
0: happening with me is um, it's just you know I've been keeping busy in the sleeps camp as always. When do we not keep ourselves busy? Um, we've just relaunched the society, so there was a lot of like work that went into that, we've um, done it for like over a year now. So we've kind of like analyzed and researched and like, what do people like, what do people don't like. So we've kind of tried to give it all a bit of a facelift and trying to cater it more to people's needs, I guess, because, um, you know, the people kind of interact with certain things more than others. So we were just like, yeah, let's, uh, let's try and cater it more to people's needs. And yeah, so that's what we've been doing for the past week. All last week, I was basically working on like the rebrand video, um, to like launch that. And the weekend prior to that, we had our first society members only warehouse event, which was amazing. Um, so I did like a lot of interviews with the patrons and just like getting their vibes on it, um, which was really nice. And it's just cool just to like interact with people again, <laughs> you know, like after the past year, we basically just. Being us lot in the warehouse, not really seeing anyone else apart from us. So like this year, being able to get out on the road touring, and then like you know, being able to throw something like this for the society members, and like yeah, it was just it was just really nice. And we did like workshops and stuff because within the society we do like a load of like tutorials and kind of like trying to pass on like the knowledge we've acquired over the years. So we all did like workshops and stuff like that, which was which was cool. Which is quite terrifying, actually. It zapped a lot of my energy because I'm not, like, a fucking teacher. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I had, So, I had to sit there, like, at the head of the, like, on the desk in front of, like, a lot of people, basically just trying to make up some, like, filmmaking spiel <laughs> on the spot. It was supposed to be, like, a Q&A. Um, so, I was just like, you know, I'm not going to plan for this. It'll be fine. People are going to ask questions. I want to answer them. But typical fashion... Like, I had like two questions, and then everybody expected me to speak. So, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll make this up on the spot then. But I thought it was, I thought it was all right.
2: It went <laughs> good, all right. Good, yeah. I love the idea. I love the idea of you just like running out, like running out of things to say and going, um, and uh, by the way, uh, the dinosaurs weren't real in Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, there, was a, there was a couple of
0: moments like that, I'm not gonna lie, where I was just like, right, um, anything else? And everyone was just quiet, and I'm like, but you know, I've got a lot of shit to talk about. So, I was just like, and I had like my laptop hooked up to the TV that was like behind me, so I was just showing them like a load of shit that I do on projects and
3: stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was cool, man. Nice. Yeah, well, I did, I did see photos of uh, of you looking like you were giving a lecture from all that. But it really seems that you and just the whole camp of while she sleeps don't know how to take time off. You're always yeah. busy. You've always got some projects oh, it, going on behind the me, scenes.
2: It makes me blood red mad. Um, how <laughs> fucking how busy and how fucking on you two are because um, it makes the rest of us look like cunts. <laughs> <laughs> we make ourselves look like cunts a lot of times, not
3: But really, this, la- this last year has just been a whirlwind uh, for you guys with everything. Launching the Sleep Society and then having the album come out six months ago. Obviously, we had uh, Matt and Sean come on to talk all about that but like how is it being for you these kind of last really you know 12 months diving into that world having a record come off the back of it and interacting with so many fans even more than you've ever been able to do before honestly man it's been it's been amazing
0: like the anticipation for releasing just an album in general you know is it's very anxiety inducing but then to Like to have the whole album based around, we're going to try and be uh, the flagship band for pushing for change within the current system. I guess it was very anxiety inducing. And I remember like that launch day, we were just fucking terrified. We were just like, what if people turn around and just go, who the fuck are you guys to say this? Do you know what I mean? But then again, like, why not? Because I think it does, I think it does have to change somehow. I think. You know, the music industry has kind of struggled the past 10 years, you know. And when we first stepped into it all those years ago, we were, like, full of life, ready to go. And being at that stage in our careers very early on, it was, it was was we were very naive to, like, a lot of things going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, with the band's finances and all that shit, with, like, the way things were being kept. And until we had, like, a sudden hit of reality
2: of, like, how much debt we were in at the time, you know. Um, well, that's that's a thing I think. I, like, I think a lot of people don't realise, and like, like myself, I was one of them. Like, when the blackout was with um, our previous management and stuff, like, we never, we never like looked at our finances or anything. We were just, yeah. you know, we were just told, "Oh, everything's all right." No, well, we were told you're in a good place, which was the running theme with the yeah. fellow managers. I mean, the people who were probably managing you and all that stuff—they were probably in a fantastic place. Oh, they were, <laughs> they were very much in a fantastic <laughs> place, um, in their big houses, and then, um, yeah, and then, yeah, and then one day we were like, Oh, yeah, you haven't got any money anymore, and we were like, What, ah, what the, yeah. fa- ah, this exactly, and that we found ourselves in that position.
0: Not only didn't we have money, we had we were in a, a massive hole of debt, and it was at one point we were like, How are we going to continue? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the reality of many artists in the music industry, they struggle and. It's hard to make it past the few like the first few short years if you're not vigilant enough about what's happening. And it was only because as a as a unit, that was a bunch of five guys, we're quite resilient and we work well together. And we over the years we found ourselves out of that debt. But that's what got us like thinking about like why the system operates the way it does, you know? Because you know, saying that the music industry and labels are bad, I don't i don't think they are bad and I'm not tarring everybody with that brush, everybody who works in it. But I think the way people consume music is changing, right? We can all agree on that with st- streaming platforms and what have you. I think there's just a severe lack of wanting to adapt to the new times, you know? And I think the reason why it's not changing much is because the only people it really affects the artists you know what we're like, we're just like fucking, let's have a drink and party and just, we don't, we don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I think that's the main reason why people, people get in bands is because that, that's, that's the reality. And they just want to go and have a laugh with their friends. But I think, you know, we were just like, we can't have this happen to us. This means too much to us. And not only that, we want to like pave the way for future generations. And, you know, ha- if, if this is a struggle now, what's it going to be like in the next 10 years? And, and and it's been a, a, probably about 10 years since that first happened to us and it's not really gotten any better so sorry this is a really
3: long winded answer but no, yeah. no. Uh, so, so. hey th- this podcast is for ranting so it's you ranting, rant okay. away yeah, as you. you want I've been needing to vent for a little bit actually so thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, it's yeah. the bloody Welsh I hate I hear the Welsh people <laughs> coming over here yeah.
1: um,
0: but yeah uh yeah. So we, yeah, we were like, why not? And like you, the you are, we campaign proved that our supporters really like wanted to get behind us. And, you know, everybody wants longevity in this thing. And I think music's been devalued. People who are like, who are like 18 years old now, they've known nothing but like free music. So they, it stifles them. They're just like, what, what does this band mean that they need longevity? What do they mean that they need to survive and all this is, but like, in reality it's quite a brutal system. So we're like, you know, why not Why not do this? And I think we have seen a little bit of a ripple effect from that. I've seen some bands like, start, like you know, we're not the first people to do a crowdfunder or a patron or anything like that. But I think we're the first ones who kind of advertised it in a way that this could be the future of the music industry if we really pushed for it. If we really, because I think artists now are at the bottom of the pyramid holding the whole thing up and everybody else is having a great time that that whole thing like we not and, and to go back to the beginning of the question like not only was it an album release it was the whole release of the Sleep Society and and that a campaign of an album is stressful enough but then to give ourselves another job on top of that was definitely quite stressful but you know it, it's, given us, it's given us something to do in a pandemic we all like meet at the warehouse and we've all got jobs to do and we try and fulfill it and try because you know we've got that northern mentality about us where we don't. If we're releasing something like this, we want to give it as much bang for its buck as possible. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah. like, we we want it to to be the best experience. We don't want to scam. We want it to be the opposite of a scam.
3: So. Yeah. Well, that, well, I think that was one of the things as well. When you kind of announced it, is we're doing the kind of fake press conference and everything. You were kind of really putting out there that some facts and how it is actually like for bands, and I think. So there's so much support from other musicians and people in the industry and you really just being able to showcase to people that you know sometimes getting signed by a record label can be great and it can really work and there's some great uh incidents from that, but it's not the only option. You can do other things and that, you know, for a band, there's other outlets for you to consider. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um
0: and I think, you know, we're we're in the day and age now of the internet, of social media. Uh, Instagram is basically like people's websites that's where you that's where you put put everything and and like I said like I think it's just like a bit of a dated system and like and I don't think like I said before I don't think it's the people that are bad I just think it's just the lack of adjustment to the new way of things and the way things operate you know what I mean and I think that's as simple as what it is Um, but I think I
2: think it does need to change so like hopefully it is moving in that direction. Yeah, well I think yeah, well when you you guys came out with the Patreon and the Sleep Society, I remember thinking this is fucking genius because yeah, like you said, like n- nothing's really changing in the music industry because it's not affecting the businesses. Like yeah, if it's not it was affecting them. if it was affecting the managers, the labels, the streaming websites anything like that, or there'd be a change this week. Oh yeah, it would to have have to happen. Yeah. But It takes it takes somebody and I'm fucking and I was chuffed I was absolutely chuffed to bits when it was you guys who came out and was like, look, we've looked at this Patreon system. This is a new way that we could possibly do it. And as soon as I saw you were doing it, I was like, that's fucking genius. Because I've been involved in like um, pledges and Kickstarters before, and that was cool. And I thought that might be the new way to go. But I think you guys have harnessed Patreon beautifully and the way you you work it and you, you've worked so fucking hard on it, is um, admirable. Admirable. And Thank and, you, man. Yeah, it's fucking... It's brilliant to see. And, yeah, you just made a community, and it's amazing to see how, how you've taken who people who were already fans of yours, and now they are mega fans of yours because of the Sleep Society. It's literally got them in closer, and they see fucking everything working, and, you know, the uh, studio space up in, uh, up in Sheffield is fucking amazing, and, yeah... I'm um I'm I'm as chuffed as I am jealous <laughs> of, uh, of of what you what you created. It's fucking yeah, I brilliant, appreciate it, mate, and
0: that's you know one of the biggest things that we've got out of this is the sense of community that that we've created. You know, and and being able to just have like Zoom hangouts with fans and literally talk to them about like you know what what drum fill is going to go here. You you guys decide, and they're they're really like involved with the entire process now. And I think when you get people invested like that, you know, you you become their like favorite band forever. And and that's, but that's not really the goal. It's just like, we are just some Northern lads who just love connecting with people. We've always been those guys to go to the merch desk, like after, after the shows, even when people are like, yeah, sure, you're going to get swamped out there. It's going to be pretty crazy. And we're just like, we just want to meet the people who are making this fucking happen. Do you know what I mean? And just, and, and now like with, with Patreon, like, we we know so many of them on like first and second name basis. And we could go for a bit. I mean, we, we do like go hang out and like have the warehouse events and, and hang out with them. It's like loads. And, and I think that's what it's all about. Why, why get into this otherwise, you know, like we, we, we're
3: supposed to be connecting with people. That's, that's the nature of being human. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, you mentioned obviously the relaunch of it and you've really analyzed things that have worked and haven't worked. And, change some things up now so what are being some of those things you've realized that things have connected with people and what things have maybe being a little bit of a mess or things you've realized you can work on what what we've
0: realized is that people just love seeing us be silly bastards that's it (laughs) like all the all the things that we put out like of us just making ourselves look like idiots basically like the hot ones episodes like i don't know if you if you saw like a snippet of that online People just like love watching us just be in pain or just like, like they were fucking hot as well. That, that was no joke. Those episodes, like literally Lars have after his episode had to pull up, like two hours later had to pull up at the side of the road and, and was sick because that, that last source was just so hot. Um, And he had so much of it as well, but that was hilarious (laughs) because he went into it like being proper hard man. He was just like, this ain't shit on me. And it it was so funny to watch it take him down because I did it before him and I knew how hot it was. And I knew there was no way of bluffing your way through that. So it's just so fucking funny. Um, Yeah, but just, just shit like that. And they love like being a part of the process. Um, Like I said, you know, uh, deciding like what parts go in songs I think they just want to feel more involved like that, you know, so that kind of stuff like uh, behind the scenes content, you know, it, it, that's kind of the stuff where we feel it may be getting a little bit tedious and a bit boring, but they love that stuff. Um, just l- simply just, you know, a long drawn out clip of Sean, like writing a lead part in the studio. Yeah. So they love all that stuff and, and just and like the in-person stuff as well, mainly, which I'm really glad that we can start to do that properly now. And, and, you know, like it's been part of the perks to like do members only shows and all that stuff, which we haven't been able to do because of the pandemic. But now that it doesn't look like things are going to close down again anytime soon, we're going to start to incorporate those kind of things. So, yeah, I think it's just just the interaction side is what they love the most.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that from everything I've seen from people posting about it online, but but obviously we've got you on here, not only to talk about sleeps, but obviously your filmmaking as well. And we really want to kind of dive into that side of things because you've been doing it quite professionally now for quite a few years. Was that something you've always just had done on the back burners and, and, and stuff uh, from a younger age while sleeps were starting up? Or is it something you've really taken on board kind of recently in terms of things?
0: Um, recently in terms of like, if we're looking at the scale of my life it's only been like the past five years so i guess it is quite recently um but i used to like love like like you know i had a camera back when like in my skateboarding days when i was like 13 14 and me and sean used to like go around just like making skate clips and 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 just loads of crazy shit like you know hopping over hedges and knocking on people's doors and trying to basically be the pg version of jackass or yeah, I think we all did that I think yeah I, was, was, um,
2: I was, was trying to be the PG version of Dirty Sanchez so yeah uh, yeah.
0: yeah well what is the PG version of that because they're pretty fucking extreme oh yeah, yeah. Well, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: there is no yeah, no, yeah there is nothing there is no PG yeah. Yeah. it's just us filming us talking going we want to do this we want to we want to staple out scrotums to the table and then not doing it and then not <laughs> yeah. filming it because you had
0: to be PG oh it's just an empty staple gun
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm wild, oh. but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind, of, it kind of started out back in those days, I guess, and then, you know, getting into the music industry was kind of I was like, immer- as we all were, we were just like immersed within just making music, being in a band. It kind of you know that was like our whole world as it is now, but then it was do you know what I mean this is what we're doing, this is the task at hand, and we're we're going at it full on. um I guess it was kind of like in the brainwashed era when we were signed to Sony. They like gifted us like some sports cameras, like like a rip of GoPro, I guess. And, um, and I just started putting mine to use. Um, just to back up a little bit, um, we had Tom Welsh back in the day, Matt's brother, who like shot everything for us. He was like out on tour with us making studio diaries, our music videos, still shoots our music videos. And yeah, he was, he was basically like our content creator. And I felt like back in the day, we were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit with that. And we were pumping out content. So we, we pumped out so much in... Before like social media was the platform it is today. Do you know what I mean? I think even before Instagram did like 15 second videos, we were just like putting everything on YouTube. And, and I think we, were, we kind of helped each other, like Tom and us, you know, we helped enhance his film career because he he shot us so much and he got like loads of practice in, um, and vice versa. You know, we we kind of just helped each other out, and we got to the point where people were starting to recognise Tom's filmmaking abilities, and we never paid him because we couldn't. So um, he started like getting paid jobs, and obviously he went and did that, and we were like, of course, like that that's that's the right thing to do, but it kind of left us with a couple of years where we kind of dropped off and like didn't document a whole lot, which kind of coincided with us getting these action cameras. And it wasn't like I came along and fucking saved the day and started pumping all this shit out. Like, the first thing that I, pre- first couple of years, everything I put out was when I look back on it now, it was so terrible and props to the band for letting me do that. And for letting, you know, the band was kind of my guinea pig to kind of hone my skills and, and all that but we kind of like didn't really know any better as as well we were kind of just all developing our skills and, and trying to like do anything we could just to enhance the band and just to make the band better uh, wherever we could you know there was a yeah there's a couple of years there where i shot everything like all everything being on tour um all the adverts for like for the URW campaign and all that stuff and then it kind of slowly yeah, I, and I was kind of adamant at the start. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to take this on. I don't want to be like a filmmaker or anything like that. But then I think the more you get into something, the more you want to know about it. And then I just found myself on hours worth of YouTube tutorials like constantly. And then, it, yeah, and it, it eventually just got into the place where people were kind of like recognizing the stuff that I was putting out for sleep because that was getting better. Like I said, around about 2018... Yeah, it really start my, my work started to become better, it starts to look more professional and that that's when people started noticing and email me just saying, Can can you shoot this for our band or brand? Um and yeah, and it's just gone from there and I'm just and I'm just in the process all the time. Like, you know, it's a massive learning curve, just like anything. But I'm yeah, I'm in the process of just fine tuning all the time where I can. And um I think this year it's probably like well, it's not probably it is the best work that I've put out today, which I'm really proud of.
3: Nice. Yeah. Well, do you think being being thrown in at the deep end uh, around that time really lit the passion for it for you a little bit more? Definitely, yeah. And I think it's just
0: a way to express my art, Do you know what I mean? I think that's that's all it is. Like, I think w- within any art, whether it be music, filmmaking, painting, I guess just anything, really, I think there's many parallels and there's many parallels to like the learning curves. And for me it was a it was a bit of like a palette refresher. I guess it was just a way for me to express just my my art just through a different format. And yeah. And like I said, I did have like a bit of a love for it many years ago. And I think that it was reignited and it was like, you know what? This is fucking fun. It's really fun. And, and I think because there was like no massive pressure at the start, like with sleeps, you know, there was always pressure. It's like, what's the next album going to be like every album's, monumental amounts of pressure and it was like any rec- any bad record could be the end of your band you know what i mean um, and i think for there to be no pressure there and just to have it completely just be fun that was really appealing to me although now it's it's you know it's, it's going into the side of it it's still it's still really really fun of course and i love it and i love it just as much as uh music but um yeah it's definitely stepping more into that professional world now which i'm not complaining about nice what was the first music video you did what band um it was a band called Havelock from Sheffield um, oh I know yeah very good band very very yeah, good yeah yeah the sick man and I kind of like look after them in a set in a managerial sense I guess um it's not so, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't label myself their manager at all but it was kind of like I, I I did their first music video and at the start they were they didn't really know how to because I've spent many years you know like posting on social media like knowing like when's the right time to post knowing like when to put some money behind stuff and all 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 that stuff all that stuff that comes along with that so it was just me at the start just giving them a bit of guidance in in posting that video really and then we we really connected on friendship level so then it kind of just went from there and I've done all their music videos since and yeah they they're on like a really good trajectory trajectory at the moment so <laughs> um it's it's really cool to see man it's cool to see that you know, a few years ago when I did their first music video, they were very, very much like a local band underground. And now they're just, they're seeping through the cracks, which is really, really nice to see.
3: Yeah. Well, it must be cool to be able to work with like kind of younger bands as well and give knowledge, but see how filming has let you have some weird and different experiences as well. Like I know you've done a lot of work for people like coffee shops and a pizza mm. place and all that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. So how is it like for you being able to, have like a little a little project like that, being able to to go into a, a whole different world and, and work with them.
0: Yeah, it's fun, man. The, the, this is what I really love about filmmaking is that it really keeps me on my toes because it, it's all different and like every project is different. You know, going to going into a music video is completely different from going in and and doing like a business promo for like a pizza shop or a coffee shop, and especially when there's like the interview aspect of, of that film as well. Um, you really have to think about the audio. So like half of filmmaking is the audio as well. And, and if the audio is bad, it's going to be a bad experience for the viewer. And, but I did really find that I am swaying to really loving like the business promo kind of side of it, just because of like the interviews that you get to do with people. And it's just about sitting down with people and, and talking to them and, and connecting with them. And just, because everybody's got a story, you know? And it's nice to be able to just sit down and, and talk with people nervous on the nervous campaign um, I don't know if you saw the advert that we put out prior to that 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 was really nice just to be able to like give people a platform and, and talk to them on on a level that you wouldn't really sit down and talk to people you know like when if you sit down and talk to somebody it's usually you're dancing around it's usually like the base level conversation you now but like this it was so strange to actually delve straight into like okay, what makes you nervous? Like, that thing is, that's something that you don't really talk about with people. So, that was nice. Um, but, yeah, there's many, many different aspects to filmmaking. That's why I love it so much.
3: Have you had any uh, stupidly weird, like, offers or requests or something a bit dodgy to uh, go ask to go and film? <laughs> a bit dodgy? <laughs> a bit dodgy? I don't know. I don't you know. I don't know who was in his emails. I don't know what inquiry uh, yeah. pieces well,
2: well, actually, Morgan, I had one Welsh band
3: get in touch with me and saying I wanted to blow
2: his own head off with a gun. <laughs>
3: that,
2: oh, was, that was that was fun. That was one of, <laughs> yeah, that was fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good segue. That's a very good segue, Sean. C- could have been. Very good Could have been more fun if it was, yeah, I, I, I if it was a loaded
2: gun. But uh wasn't. But yeah. um. Although even though we, even though
0: you know a gun's not loaded it was still very I didn't like you putting it to your head. Yeah. Do you
2: know what I mean? And I loved it. So yeah, that's the <laughs> I, <knew laughs> I was like oh this this feels like home. Um, oh, that's weird, but yeah. Oh dear. Um yeah, who was the last band who did if it was us don't ignore that and we can move on. Uh, uh, the last <laughs> band that
0: I shot was a band called but I probably can't talk about that because I oh, don't okay. have. Uh, right. we, yeah. uh, well we can blank.
2: Well, we can blank a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, and if if we do a reaction bit here now, like it's what is keen?
0: Well, the last, the last music video yeah. I actually did was apart from that was you guys. So we can get oh, yeah, okay. into that if you want.
3: Well, yeah, let's let's t- let's talk about Raiders and Animal. Um, obviously, you know that was. Raiders' first big music video, I think it'd be nice to uh, dissect and go into that a little bit for the two of you.
2: Yeah, it's basically our only video. Um, Yeah, well, we, yeah, as soon as we found out Aaron was shooting videos, yeah, we got in touch with Aaron, and Aaron said he was up for it, and we sent him the track, and yeah, we went back and forth with ideas. We pretty much had it all set up, I think, and then I was out one day doing a gig, and I was like... Oh, if we have the first shot at the end, after the gunshot, it looks like this goes round and round. This is like an occurring nightmare, yeah, which, yeah. It, which is life. Um, yeah, which is um, life. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, was, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was fantastic. The whole experience was great. I recommend anybody who's looking to do a music video to um, try and work with Aaron, if possible. Because, um, yeah, we got to go up to Sheffield. We got to go to the warehouse and see everything as well. And, yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic day. I know we really enjoyed it. Um, what annoyed you most about Raiders, Aaron? <laughs> what annoyed me most was, i tell you what was well, the, the funniest
0: thing about the day was covering you in blood was, was really satisfying. And I wanted, I, I, I wanted to do it, but I thought I'd, I'd give the duty to one of your band members who you might piss off the most. So I was like, who's up for this? Who, who was it who covered you in blood? I forgot.
2: Um, I, I don't know, no, to be honest. Um, we were all having bashes, I think. Yeah. yeah I, I think could, everyone was uh, yeah. having a little square, weren't they? Yeah, I think Raiders yeah it, yeah, I think the Raiders boys got excited because they thought they meant, Oh yeah, get him bloody by yeah, give him these <laughs> lead pipes. Get him bloody <laughs> by them, <laughs> yeah. boys. Oh fucking he just in a van. Yeah fucking have him boys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we had a we had a fantastic day and I think um yeah, I think it looked great yeah it's cool
0: man like I thought you guys were just like really easy to work with um, I could tell you've been in a band for many years because like there's, <laughs> there's a, a lot of the times where I like really have to like direct people and it has to like you know, it's quite the effort um, you know what I mean but then like I remember like on your first take you you were the first up I think and I remember on your first take I was like yes you're gonna make my life easy thank you <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> oh yeah
2: well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think some some people just go into it either nervous or thinking they have some idea how it's going to go. And it's like, it's not. Basically, you just need to be at the mercy of the director, really. You just need to shut up and fucking listen and perform how you perform. And I guess, yeah, I guess you have to think about it from a performance side as well. And you have to keep in mind of angles and... Where you are on your mark and stuff as well, and yeah, yeah, yeah a lot, exactly. A, a lot, a, a lot of bands. Who, well, like Our Basis, that was Our, that was bassist Ryan's first ever music video. He was ever yeah, he said involved
0: he, he, he was good,
2: man. Ever, yeah, ever involved with, and then he had big long hair and he was doing these big like swishing movements with his long hair, and then he yeah. cut his hair off like a week later. Oh, did he? we had the video back? Yeah, like a fool. <laughs> um so yeah, it looks like we've got Angry Jesus playing bass now instead oh, wow. of Ryan and everybody knows. Oh
0: amazing. Yeah, it was good man. Like, I thought like the collaborative effort was w- was good. Like I went to you guys with like the initial idea and we kind of like bounced off each other and I think the input that you guys gave really made the video, especially with the masked man being yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like I guess for, for anybody who doesn't know who wants like a little bit of context about it, like there was a police interrogation room. Sean was playing Russian roulette with a masked man Ooh, <laughs> who turned out, yeah. should we get, should, is it, shall I say spoiler alert? Yeah, you can't know. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. it's all right. Spoiler alert. Skip 30 seconds past. If you don't want to know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was Sean. End- yeah. um, and I guess like that, that room symbolized your headspace. Didn't, yeah, I guess ve- like
2: yeah, ve- very much so. Yeah. And I
0: guess that's true of anybody's headspace. I guess that ongoing like battle we all face, and a lot of the times we don't recognize that we're fighting ourselves. You know,
2: yeah. And, like, and also, also the one may the one uh, the one way mirror kind of represents people kind of looking into it all as well. I guess.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, And I think like the the Russian roulette kind of symbolizes. This is something that I kind of. Uh, made sense of after where like I think it, it, it's a cool symbolizing thing where I think the Russian let and the gun is like thoughts and like how a lot of thoughts can just be an empty barrel but it only takes that one to gain some traction and send you down like a negative spiral which and and ultimately we're all the we're, we're the ones who pull the trigger on ourselves aren't we do you know what I mean and I guess that's that's the message behind it is that you can be your own worst enemy
3: nice Wow. yes that was that was nice and deep there i didn't didn't expect (laughs) much uh dialogue behind it yeah i mean i'd go deep (laughs) if
0: you let me just give me just give me an inch and i'll I'll take a mile with it
3: (laughs) oh but i I would like to get into like that whole kind of concept of planning a music video because like when you're doing shoots like this like i'm sure like pre-production and just everything beforehand must take a lot of time so like how do you go about like thinking of like angles and different shoots and obviously retakes and then just a change a lot on the day on the location like uh, talk us through it how do you go from speaking with someone to film something to the actual final product um
0: so it all it all changes relatively to what um the band or what you know see if we're just talking about music video it kind of it changes some people come to me straight away with a concept um which is you know makes my life kind of easy i'm like i'll, I'll figure out what you guys want to do and there's always kind of like there's, there's a simple like rule i guess within within filmmaking and angles it's like one and once you know that you've, you it's kind of easily it's a bit paint by numbers like that you know like you get your wides you get your mids you get your close-ups I, w- I won't bore you with like, like, with like all the rules, but there's a certain amount of rules. So, um, I kind of just like make a shot list either based on the concept that they've given me, or if they haven't got a concept and they're like we're open to do whatever, I kind of just like listen to the song over and over again, try and come up with like a concept that would fit the song and fit the lyrics. And then, yeah, it's just about making a shot list and just, just going through it. And then I like, I like usually I'd like to have a meet with a band post shot list and post ideas which is at the point where i spoke to you guys and, and raiders and then um and and try and make it a collaborative effort then and, and you know come up with ideas together and then yeah it's it's just it's just a lot of a lot of sitting there thinking i guess do you know what I mean? Like sometimes my wife's just like, what are you doing? I'm just like I'm thinking about a concept for a music video. I'm just sat there just with headphones on in the corner. Just
2: like um, oh, you yeah, you've basically got the perfect excuse now to stop any person from talking to you. You know, yeah, basically like well, Oh, we do it, shut up. What do you mean shut up? I'm thinking of a music video. <laughs> I'm, of I'm, I'm fucking sick to death of you thinking a video concept. <laughs> what are we doing for food later on? I can't just a think second. Right I'm now. thinking. Yeah. Ooh, what if we shot a video at uh, a vegan restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> you, mix yeah. up, yeah. you mix the two up, Aaron. You mixed the two up.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's the next concept for the next video. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, like, I guess that's just, that's just it really. There's not, there's not much, there's not much else to it. And then it's just shooting the video and then just trying to be clear on the day. And you know, I can't stress enough how much the pre-planning is so yeah. important because when you're there on the day, you want to be, uh, you want to be clear with your directing. You want as much headspace as possible without thinking, about what's coming next do you know what i mean and then there's always room for to improvise you know and be spontaneous but as long as you've got like the clear foundation then you're always going to have like a bit of of weight lifted from your mind because you've got a clear plan of what to do and what to shoot um and then yeah like after after shooting it's uh yeah but into the editing room which is the most enjoyable part for me i really enjoy that bit it's just being able to sit down and build a story and i think that's real art in itself is is the editing part of it because you know you can give two different people the same footage and they will always come up with two completely different edits but i think and you know and i think the editing room there's no real rule to it there you can kind of do whatever you feel is needed for that project but yeah, it's 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 my favorite part, building the story and 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 making it feel unique and and you know when in in the, this so much satisfaction when it really starts coming together and you can see how it's pan out. And you're just like it's amazing. It's made and there's so parale- so many parallels to like to music, I guess as well. When you're building the song and then you put two bits together and then it really fucking works. Do you know what I mean? And that and mm-hmm. it's the, and it's the same and it's just it feels so good. Yeah. So that's what that's what I really
3: love about it. Nice. Nice. And um, like with stuff as well, like when sleeps are on tour, like obviously you mentioned that you've taken a lot of that responsibility, obviously for tours, you're bringing in an extra photographer, maybe a videographer or anything to, to help you out along the way. But like, do you ever get fed up of being like, oh, I've got to do this now? Or does it actually help you? Because there are so many of those long hours kind of driving in between or being stuck in the dressing room? Like, is it, is it yeah. a nice mixture or does it get on your nerves quite a bit?
0: No, no. I think it, I think it's. I mean, I think the first podcast that you that we were on when we were on Satin, when you walk Gaz walked in. I think I was editing on uh, an ironing board at the time. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, uh, you know, high tech equipment. Find, yeah, try and find wherever to to edit. But at that time, it was. I was editing the the road to Brixton, like mini documentary that, that we were going to put out. Um, but in terms of like the day to day kind of thing on tour, we, we usually try and get like a content creator, uh, out with us now. Um, usually we have, um, Daniel Barnes who a part of the sleep society now as well. Uh, And we usually have him out with us just to take that responsibility away from me because there's only so many times you can put out a video where the camera is like static on the stage in different different angles. Do you know what I mean? We want somebody who where it's specifically their job to like pump out the content every day and then I can take on the more elaborate projects like the the Brixton documentary and, and stuff like that or like music videos. Like I do shoot like music videos for us as well. Um usually the the when we've got no budget left, I take those ones on. They're the ones I do. Like I did like the haunt me video um and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So um yeah, it, it allows me a little bit more freedom to be able to take on those those bigger projects where you know it it's it's gone past that like daily thing. I kind of done my stint with that, do you know what I mean? So and, and I think it's important to get somebody on board with you who's who's got that eye as well where you, where you trust them because there was a few times where we got like, you know, specific content creators out with us before we like kind of landed on Barnsley and it was, it was always trying to keep an eye on him, like, you know, talking, talking through what we need but like Barnsley, he just knows what we need and we've been friends with him for years so like, he gets our humour and he knows how to
3: make us look like idiots more than anybody else, I guess. So, yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but that must that, that That must be a cool side to it, as well, seeing now with the Sleep Society how many of your friends and people like that you've being able to hire in roles like that. I mean obviously we've got to give a shout out to James Hill because if we did a podcast yes. any podcast from entering while she sleeps and we don't shout him out, that would be a crime um, but yeah, it just must be nice to to be able to like see that it's grown that much now that your friends can actually have a, a job out with this as well, definitely, man, yeah, like
0: just being able to employ our friends because at the start before, you know, the first few months of lockdown before we were, you know, building the sleep society ready for release. It was, it was difficult, man. It was difficult for, for us um, because we were trying to adhere to lockdown rules and everything. Um, So we had to do a lot of things remotely at the time, but then like, yeah, just, just seeing our friends just, not, you know, because there was not, there was very little support from the government, wasn't there? You know, especially in like the, the music industry and this, particularly the sector that we were in. So it was, it was difficult to like kind of watch them struggle. And yeah, it it, it wasn't nice at all. So being able to like hire people off the back of that, like I, like I said, like on, on launch night, it was so anxiety inducing. And it was, it, it kind of turned from one, you know, once we launched it and we saw people join as rapidly as they did it it turned from nervousness into excitement like oh shit like we have we we have to do this now this is fucking amazing literally like the next day we were like we and and that that's the main thing as well that's that's the point i want to get across is that we're we're not taking any personal financial gain from the society we're pumping it all back into the operations to be able to hire um, our friends who didn't have a job during the pandemic to put it back into the operations of, of, of the warehouse, to be able to have like a comfortable space for us to create all this stuff for people. We're not like taking a single penny. Um, but yeah, it's fucking, it's it's great, man. It's great just to have them around more than anything, just for everybody's mental health, I guess, because the pandemic was very difficult for a lot of people. It was definitely difficult for me. and to be, And to be able to like be around my friends every day, like eight you know, with this one goal in mind of being able to connect with more people, it was just it was the best thing it was the best thing ever. And I couldn't have asked for any more during such a fucking difficult time.
2: Yeah, I think that's what we found with our Patreon community as well. It was like over the lockdown we all kind of came together and we all looked after each other and like people in our Patreon were sending each other gifts and they were doing like Yeah, it was it was just amazing and it's 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 been fucking beautiful to like because we wouldn't even expect, like, we just thought, oh, we put a patron up, we'd probably get, like, fucking four people. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, you know, we get four quid a month after Patreon takes his share or whatever on PayPal as a lick. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, they've just been so amazing to each other. And it's it's fucking fantastic. And I've seen that with you guys as well. Like, I've just seen the community grow and... There's people in our Patreon who are in your Patreon who fucking absolutely love it and they tell me how amazing yours is, which makes me feel bad in my mind. But, um, <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, it's been fucking, it's been awesome to see. And yeah, I think basically they, they both, it, it came about at the perfect time. It was when everybody needed some fucking companionship and something to look forward to.
0: Definitely. I think, I think same, like the, sleep society was a silver lining at that time, not only for like our own mental health, not only just for, you know, the community that we've created that they didn't only need it. But I think a lot of people just needed to hear it at a time where, you know, like everybody was in like financial turmoil and like like fans were fucking dropping like flies before the pandemic. Do you know what I mean? So like, I think everybody was just like, what the fuck do we do? Because there was n- literally no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what, and that's what the sleep society was for us. It, it, it created, it created some light in such a fucking dark time. Um, and yeah, just, just being able to connect with them and just, it, and it's so nice to like, not only like create the community of people and, and connect with them on a personal level, but watching them connect and make friendships and stuff like that. And watching them like in the discord, just having a laugh together. And just, you know, we, like I said, we do like zoom meetings and stuff like that. It it, it was amazing. Like, and, and during like the, Nervous um, era when we released that song and like the whole like message behind like mental health that we put out with that song, we did we did like a Zoom meeting with with everybody in the.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars
0: The theme was to, like, to, you know, create a safe space and, and just so people can talk to one another. And I remember, like, that that specific time was, like, the best my mental health has been in such a long time because we, we were connecting with people. And, and I remember after that, like, safe space that we had, there was a lot of people who talked about their mental health for the first time ever, which, and, you know, some people had horrendous stories, man, and... It was, it was a very, like, emotional kind of thing to, for, to happen, you know? Like, and and I, I remember, like, opening up about stuff that I've never opened up about before. And I remember just walking away from that, like, Zoom meeting, just, like, on such a high, just being like, that was the fucking best. That was so good to connect with people on that level. And I think that's kind of what's missing in this day and age. And I think that's, you know, the reason why my mental health was so good around that time was because that whole message we were putting out at that time was so necessary on a personal level and, you know, on the grander scheme of things as well. Um, it, it allowed us to open, like, you know, just just like any kind of relationship, I think a, a, a relationship that you have in a band, it, it runs deeper than family, do you know what I mean? Because you're literally together all the fucking time. I see them more than I see anybody in my life. And and I think you can, like sl- like, start to drift a little bit sometimes. And I think that whole thing that whole time brought us all together and we started, like, asking e- each other how are we doing more, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so that was good. I don't know how I'd segue onto this, but... <laughs> so, like, no,
2: no no, <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, 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 so cl- it's so good to hear as well. And, yeah, like you said, it's like from, from our Patreon, there's people, there's people who were potentially fans of things, w- either either the podcast or things I'd done before, who I am now genuinely, genuinely friends with, Mm. and are so much closer to because of this fucking Patreon and the community we've created and yeah we've had you know we've all gone back a four we've had chats like you said chats about mental health and stuff
3: and um yeah it's just nice to see that how spaces like like communities like this can open up safe, safe spaces and people can feel that open with with these things and yeah it's it's nice to see that even you're all getting benefits out of it uh, as well and being able to open up Definitely, man. Yeah. I think, I don't know,
0: with this day and age of like social media and stuff like that, I think it creates this like false sense of, of like needing, like I think being unapologetically yourself and being true to yourself is like the most important thing you can do. And especially in, in this day and age of social media, it's kind of, it has reinforced a lot of negative traits within the human psyche, I think. And I think I think there's good parts to it as well, like when people like rally together for a good cause and like connecting with people. But I think there's also this like narcissistic need to show up for the world and post about things even when you don't feel like you you need you need to. I think it's this addictive impulse almost. And I don't know about you, but like some you know, sometimes I have to have moments away from social media where I delete it and I stay off it for like a week at a time, do you know what I mean? And and I genuinely feel like this impulse to like grab my phone and literally open up the app, and I'm just like, that's where it's fucking getting a bit dicey, isn't it? When that when it's that where it's that impulsive that that I, I just need to I need to do that. So I think yeah, I think I think people, I think people need to hear that kind of message, you know, in in this kind of day and age. And and you know, it, like social media, like like I said, it can be a fucking Good place for people to rally together, but then at the same time, there's like apps that make you more beautiful than you are, and you think you have to be something more than what you are. And you see, you see other people posting about their life that looks seemingly so good, where they probably take a fucking selfie and smiling, and then crying while they're posting it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's, I think that's what we need to overcome is, is, is be more true.
2: a couple of months back, you did. Um, you were very brave, and you posted that video about your mental health and touring and stuff like that. And I wanted to say thank you for that because genuinely, I saw that and I was like, I know how he's feeling. It's so fucking brave of you to do it and um, and say those things and fucking and come through the other side. Are you are you better? Are you feeling a bit better now? Is uh
0: Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm like three and a half months sober again. Um that that's been that's been a I've been fizzling it out of my life for the last few years. Um but it's definitely been a battle. Um but that's why I kind of like felt so compelled at that time when I was feeling my worst. And I don't know why I felt so compelled, but I was just like I think the the main drive behind it was that I know for a fact there's other people who are feeling exactly like me right now and I feel like I've hit the bottom of the bottom. Why does it feel like I can't share that with people? Do you know what I mean? And like, I think it'd be so disingenuous and so, you know, like we we just did the nervous campaign talking about being open about your mental health and I, and I thought, you know, if I, I need to like do a service to that, do you know what I mean? And if it just helped the one person who was feeling like I was... Hello? Then, then, <laughs> that, yeah. Then <laughs> I think, I think. Then I've done. So, and it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a selfish thing. It wasn't that I was doing it to make myself feel better. I felt like it was just fucking genuinely needed at the time.
2: Yeah, I believe. I, yeah, you did. You helped a lot of people with that. I think, and for people to see people, even in your favorite band, because you, you think, oh well, you know, these people are in my favorite band. There's no way they could be suffering for things similar to me, you know, because they've got the band or whatever. So, you know, for somebody who's not. Not a musician, or something. To see someone they look up to being in the same place and opening up, and you know, saying it's fucking it's okay to open up. That's such that's such an important thing, and especially especially now more than ever, just because the fucking state of the world or whatever. So no, I I fucking I commend you as highly as I possibly can because mm. that was fucking thank you, mate. That was um yeah, and you're doing fucking fantastic. So yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. same
2: way. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And and it will, you know, it's not all going to be smooth sailing. And I think that's what a lot of people need to realize is that we've got this notion in society where being happy is the only kind of feeling we should celebrate, you know. But I think, and that, and you know, when we're feeling down, we're trying to fight it so much and we're trying to get back to a state of happiness. But I think that's why it gains so much traction is because you think it's kind of wrong to be there and it's wrong to feel the way that you're feeling but I think if you just like and you know Sean's doing um in you know Sean Long in our band he's doing so many great things um about this message is that he you know his his um saying is like the the cure for the pain is the pain and it's like if you just sit with it and just know that it won't last forever that's the state of the universe it's ever changing it it will literally like Defying the law of the universe, if if you are in a depressive state forever, it will change at some point. And but I think not relishing the fact that you, know, I think it's just not being in that being in that state and wanting to be out of it so badly. That's what keeps you there, I think. So I think, yeah, and I, like I said, I think it's just about being honest. And I think now more than ever in a world of social media, where we're always presenting our best selves no matter what we're feeling like, I think that only perpetuates this toxic mentality. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate how open you've been um, during this conversation about everything. It's been uh, been really refreshing. It's been lovely to hear. So thank you for that. But uh, as we wind down, just two last things I'd like to touch on um, and really share the excitement even more. I mean, obviously, While She Sleeps, you've done so many things on the road. You've played some amazing festival sets, headlined massive venues and supported a lot of your favorite bands. But one thing we always like to ask is that there must be a moment out of all that that really stands out for you where you've been in a situation that you just can't believe or you've met someone along the way that's really made you think like, how the hell have we gotten here? How am I in this predicament? Like, Is there anything that comes to mind for you? Is there any... like? other ventures. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's so many man throughout the years, like, you know, especially
3: like playing
0: certain festivals and like main stages, you know, in, in those back backstage areas, you do come across a lot of people, which is fucking, which is crazy. Like, um, yeah, I remember being just, just plucking a memory. Um, I remember, I forgot what festival it was, but I remember being side stage for Marilyn Manson, um, and just being like, this is fucking insane. And just, and just watching how fucking mentally was. And I remember, and we wasn't supposed to be there. We kind of like blagged our way side stage. And, you know, we're there filming. And I remember him like getting on one of the amps, like really close to us, just kind of like staring us out and just like rocking the amp backwards and forwards. I was like, he is going to fucking come over and kill us right now. <laughs> and I was just like, what is, what is life right now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was a fucking weird one. Oh, there's just there's just so many.
2: Yeah, have you been any, like you said, backstage areas? Like, my first thought then when you said backstage area, I remember, I think it was 2009, the Blackout did Download Festival, and we were next door to Motley Crue, right? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Snozz, the drummer from fucking The Blackout, one of his favourite bands of all time was Motley Crue. So he literally stood outside our dressing room just staring at the hairdresser and waiting for him to fucking appear. <laughs> just oh, yeah. not tactfully whatsoever, just like... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The Blackout, tactful. Fuck, <laughs> like, we were literally the, the fucking daftest band and we were literally going up to our heroes at every possible given opportunity. I stopped Fred Deuce from walking once. I was like, "Whoa! where do you think you were going with your family?" I've got to tell you how much you mean to me. <laughs> you
3: fucking, you're I really, lo- I but, really uh,
0: love the story of when um, I've heard you tell it a few times on uh, Satman, when you was rapping his song to him. Yeah, in his own voice. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. We, we we've um, we we got on we got on um, on stage with Limp Bizkit once. <laughs> um, I think it was like 2012. Again, I forget what festival it was, but there there were there was a song where he was like all girls from the crowd come up on stage. And we were like side stage. So he got like loads of girls from the crowd on stage. And we were just like, just slid our way in there and just took a <laughs> selfie on the front <laughs> of the stage. It was it was nice. like, I'll send you the photo
3: actually. Was, oh, please oh, please do. please. Yeah, yeah oh, we'd love that. her. Please do. Yeah, we'd yeah. love her. Oh, um, wow. yeah. But any, any other thing, anything else comes to mind to just being in a really weird... Honestly, like, dude, I
2: can't remember what I had for my dinner yesterday. I was recording with... Um, Renowned lovely person, uh Simon Neal. Amazing.
0: I don't think there is a nicer man in existence. Yeah, he's, he's, seems such, that way. Yeah, he's such a nice dude, and he, he could quite easily not be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he oh, was
2: yeah he, has, yeah, he has absolutely uh if he wanted to, he could be an absolute twat to everybody. But yeah. um
0: But he's he so nice, to. he's so nice, and he was so accommodating. Um, you know, he was he was in the video as well, he didn't need to do that. Um, but we got like, and obviously it was a, a time where the restrictions were a bit tighter. Um So we we sent a team up there to to film his parts to make it look like we was a part of the same scene. And well, we shot that I didn't in like know that. we For shot email. that in like February. And we shot wow. that in, like February. So he it was freezing, do you know what I mean? And he was he was outside just fucking for hours just shooting this part for for the music video. So that's just that's how nice he is. Do you know what I mean? In in yeah, like he, he couldn't have he couldn't have been a nicer bloke. That's all I've got to say about him. He's just really, really nice.
3: He is, isn't he? He's <laughs> lovely. He's lovely to look at and he's a lovely human being. It's like yeah. the pertinent and to package. listen to. He's got a beautiful voice. everything everything about him. He's just <laughs> visually and audibly
0: a lovely man.
2: He is, yeah, he I is. love the idea of the first two being true. He's fantastic to look at. He's very nice. But he's fucking dreadful on record.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. like, His ever- records. His record is amazing as well. Yeah,
3: yeah well, it yeah, is. The they fucking, always, they, they is. always nail it. They always nail it. But one other thing I wanted to mention to you and that I know a lot of people are excited about is obviously next year in 2022, September, October, you're going to be around Europe touring with Parkway Drive. Um, oh, oh, oh. there's going to be a lot of fire, there's going to be lasers, there's going to be mosh pits, there's going to be carnage. I bet you can't wait for that Dude. one in particular. It's just absolutely silly, isn't it?
0: Main mm. support to Parkway Drive on arena tours in Europe and the UK. It's just fucking... That's what, that's what dreams are made of. Like, I, I've loved Parkway Drive. We all love Parkway Drive and still do, but especially back in the day, they were a huge influence on us, you know? Um, yeah, those first couple of albums, just like absolutely adored them and they were always on in the car and yeah. And just to be able to, you know, and, and, and watching their DVDs as a youngster as well, just being like, I think they like, we always had this like mentality of like the DIY kind of thing, but you know, we, we, we were really like, after watching their documentary, like we can, we can do this if we just fucking put our minds to it. So I think they were, they played a part in that as well. Um So yeah, just, just to watch a fucking what were a tiny band from a place in Australia that nobody knew are now this fucking gigantic, you know, monolith in the fucking music industry. It's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's really inspiring. And yeah, and to be a part of that journey, like we we've toured with them once before in America on the Atlas tour, which was like 2013. And this honestly love such lovely guys. Um, and so I can't fucking wait. I can't wait for it. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be. A, it's the dream tour so yeah it's going
2: to be fucking yeah. good yeah we had um, Winston on before and he was um, he was lovely but then instantly and I was trying to think of a of a bad Australian um, I'm trying to yeah. think of any Australians I toured with who are do they non- exist I don't know I don't, know, be, if I
0: don't know if they do I don't think uh, I've uh, met I've not, I don't know what that comes to mind yeah, anyway
3: yeah, that's Roel Farris <laughs> Roll Farris Roll oh is yes. the
0: Australian yeah oh damn he's giving uh, them a bad name isn't he yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, imagine that. Well, she sleeps can't tour with parkway drive on the off chance that of somebody knows Rolf Harris no, That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Rolf Harris uh, is yeah. Australian. Sorry, we're going to have to turn <laughs> it down. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you, must know him. you must know him. You're from the same land. Like, right, that's Mimpo, but,
3: a weird place yes. to get to. But it, it, on that is, note, yeah, sorry, is there anything else you would like to plug or mention or anything? Obviously, give us all the details of where people can find you for um, getting in contact for music videos or filming or anything like that. Um, but yeah, um, if there's anything else, please plug away.
0: Yeah, so I guess I'll start with the Sleep Society. We've just uh, rebranded and relaunched that um, bigger and better than ever. Um, so definitely go over there, check it out, sleepsociety.com. Um, yeah, we fucking work our asses off for that. So um, if you do sign up, you will not be disappointed. And yeah, if you're interested in working with me or my... All the best work that I've done is on my website amfilms.co, and that is where you can find um, the contact information to get in touch with me about work as well. Nice, Well wow. yes, thank, thank you very, very thank, much. Thank you, lads, I really appreciate it. I just want to, I just want to say before you go that I've told you this before. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Sapmin, but just so it goes on record, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Sapmin. I love what you guys do. Um, so yeah. Thank you, very oh, much. Thank, thank much. you.
3: Don. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I really appreciate that. appreciate um, that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, for ta- thanks for taking the time for this. It's been really insightful into all different aspects. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes next from both your filming and the Sleeps Camp. Thank you. Yes. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. <laughs> <for years>. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yes. What a chat. What a man. What a what just. A chap. Av- uh, yeah, just a brilliant soul, great mind, and very creative individual is Aaron McKenzie. While She Sleeps has been very good to us over the last three years of doing this podcast. Um, this is our third episode with members of While She Sleeps, and they always just out. treat us with the utmost, greatest stories, great laughs. Are, they, and just, well, are they winning? Are they winning the amount of podcasts we've done with them? No. I think um, the Perrys the Perrys as a whole would win that yeah you're facing disappointed
2: you're facing disappointed i know
3: i was trying to do that math thing and work out oh, math. Um, numbers Mathman. american oh american for maths you were doing the american For maths what's the correct o- i don't know the correct way to say it cuz i always get worried is it maths or math cuz yeah well it'd be mathematics,
2: innit? It's math. Right. it's not mathematic. You're not doing mathematics you're doing mathematics. Shit name for so a band pl- as well. So that's plural, right? Okay. so the if you if shortening it, it's maths. Surely, Unless you're a, you're an American dullard, which seems to be a running theme as well. So um yeah, maths <laughs> like wrong. You're wrong. It's so wrong. like just using maths,
3: right? You should know plurals, <laughs> S on the end, maths. Right, it's more you know- than one math in it. This is my excuse for anything like this, though. Um, I went to a all-Welsh-speaking oh, school, so my all my lessons oh, were oh, in Jesus Welsh. Jesus Christ, yeah. So se- English got, is my know. second language, technically, and that probably makes a lot of sense to it the d- amount uh, of mistakes I make yeah. on this
2: podcast. Do you know how many fucking light bulbs <laughs> just went off over <laughs> listeners' <laughs> heads? Bing! Ah! There it is. Journalist. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice. That makes sense now, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's maths with an S for any Americans. Um... And if you want to argue with me, I live closer to England, and you speak English, so I would probably know better than you. So take that, Americans. Come at us at Zappin' Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you think it's math, because you'd be wrong, it's maths with a plural. Um, I can't believe we've got riveting fucking <laughs> stuff, like, tell us if you think math or maths is right. What the fuck is going on?
3: oh my god alive i'm sorry uh, everyone but you'll never know what you're gonna get from episodes of Sapman podcast we can guarantee that because <laughs> we don't know half the time either but no great to speak to aaron and just an update on everything going on in the while she sleeps camp i've said it once and i'll say it again that band is probably the most hard working in the whole scene in the genre probably in the world right now um, Go and check out their Sleep Society album that came up six months ago. Absolutely ripper. It's got some great guest features from the likes of Derek from Sum 41 and Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro, And of course, the actual Sleep Society community, which uh, is um is showing up at everyone else with uh, Patreons and everything like that. Apart yes. from that, obviously, because yes. you know, we had it first. So technically, oh, yeah. uh, we had it before them. So they owe us... Um, Inspiration fee. The idea. I guess. Yeah, definitely yeah. an inspiration
2: yeah. fee. Also, I wonder if they've ever thought about doing the song with Derek Wibley live, the fellow from Sum 41, and obviously replacing him with me <laughs> because he can't turn up. Because maybe. If you don't get that, listen to every single episode <laughs> of uh, Sapney Podcast because yes. there's, a, there's a massive in joke there about how many times I've filled in for Sum 41.
3: And some of those previous episodes include Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro and Mr. Winston McCall from Parkway Drive, who, while she sleeps, will be touring and supporting across the UK and Europe next year in September and October of 2022. I believe tickets are on sale now, so try and grab one fast, as soon as you can, because that is going to sell out everywhere And it's going to be full of fire, as I mentioned earlier. I
2: definitely want to go. It's going to be fucking hell of a production. Imagine if fucking Parkway Drive just don't bother with a production for this one. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing like fucking arenas and fucking like massive, massive rooms. And they're like, do you know what? Three light bulbs. We're only paying for three light bulbs above us. And that's it. And they'd be fucking minted. Oh, it'd be class. I'd love her. Um, But they want, they're going to spend all their fees on fucking fire and, and lasers knowing them. And we all know. Fire and lasers are the two of the best things you could ever see watching fucking rock and metal.
3: If that isn't true, I don't know what is. But um, speaking of those popular rock concerts, Sean, I believe you might be performing a few very, very soon.
2: Yes, if you're listening to this before November the 27th, um, My band Raiders is playing in Leeds. We are supporting a band called Kill the Silence with a band called State of Error at the Key Club in Leeds. Check that out. And also December the 15th, we're having a Christmas extravaganza on behalf of uh, a band called Sleep Outside from Cardiff who are fucking brilliant. Raiders, who are quite good. I go and watch them, They're very interesting. Frontman's gorgeous. And then um, Junior, Cardiff, Wrestle, pop, punk, rock band, junior are getting together. But, but, if you become a member of our Patreon and check out the Patreon list, there is a link in there for cheaper tickets for that gig. And that gig is December the 15th at Club Eva Bach in Cardiff in South Wales. So if you've been thinking about becoming a member of our Patreon, now is a good time because you'll also get to come to... Uh, this gig and hang out with us because we we're going to try and do a big meet-up there and you also get discounts. So yes, patreon.com
3: forward slash sappening. Ooh, check us out having discount codes and you know giving well, back to the people. That's what the people really want is cheaper stuff. So yeah, but if you're joining our Patreon, uh, there's loads of extras on there like that. There's bonus podcast. There's some funny photos of us two pulling very stupid faces. There's some travel updates. Just faces. Yeah, some normal travel faces. updates when we've gone to venues and recorded Lutes. some of these in the person and just loads of extra stuff. And on December the 15th in Club Evil Barker in Cardiff for that show with Junior Raiders, um, we're going to be doing a kind of meet up at the gig and beforehand as well. So if you fancy a little travel just before the festive holidays, why not come down to the gig and join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Sapman. there's so many people in there Sean that we really should thank and I reckon yes. if you headed the description no. of this what? episode no
2: no ah no go on go on go yeah on. well yeah, no, uh, that's right.
3: lucky because already in the description of this episode there's loads of names there that already? we thank anyway already we haven't
2: even finished recording yet and <laughs> you've you written it out <laughs> how do you know what the topics are going to be on the what <laughs> how have you my- he's got guys I don't know if you can do it but if you um, if you can specify on a Patreon of the one of two of us you want to send the money to send it to Sean because apparently Morgan's got a fucking time machine and has gone into the future <laughs> to find out and I don't think that's fair that he's got a time machine and I, I've got I, um, I think
3: we've, we're over three years into this money. now we're 157 yep. episodes in I've worked fucking a couple hell. of things out I've learned some tricks along the way time traveller
2: <laughs> <laughs> from a podcast what
3: what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't, uh... but not only are we going to thank the people in the description, but you're going to give a shout out to the elite members of the Sapling Podcast Patreon community. Are you not?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I am.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: oh, good, I, thought, I thought you were like doing a build up. Like I was like, oh, yes, professional build up. I'll just go into this. And now you've got uh, uh, But are you not? Fuck them <laughs> um, now. Fuck them um, now. Even though they're elite members and they probably pay the highest. Fuck them. Um, that's what I say um no 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 not that at all i love all of these people very much everybody who's currently part of our patreon community i genuinely fucking i cannot thank you enough thank you for sticking by us thank you for supporting us thank you for um just being here for us as well because they are fucking they're a fucking unbelievable bunch and i know i'm swearing but that's what happens when an unintelligent person like me wants to show you how much I care for you so thank you very much to these people you're fucking superstars and I swore again <laughs> oh Jesus oh, thank you very much Kylie Wheeler Mayumi Urangatang Close Lewaway Janelle Caston Amadine Urbano Mitch Perry Dilly Grimwood Kelly Ewe, Nathan Croshaw Paul Irshfield Emma Barber Kelly Young Sammy G Tony Michael Kat Besant Captain Hannibal Dana Lasnava jenny robinson murray grimwood scott jones amy campion johnny phillips get well soon he is currently in hospital in merthyr tidville and i might be going to visit him after this so hopefully he'll be all right and out by the time this comes out not that he fucking probably listens to this anyway but thank you very much mikey mcdonald's mcmuffin buns tom owen caroline robinson chris Howard, emma evans roberts Louis cook martina mcmanus kevin clark danny eaton carl pendlebury Lydia Henderson, Craig Harris, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Oredia, Lucy Deans, John and Emma, who I'll be seeing on the weekend and I can't wait, Emily Perry, Stuart McNaught, Becky Andy, Kelly Cannon, Adam Parslow, Ollie Amesbury, Josh, I bought some shoes from a drug dealer, I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. Ah, uh,
3: that's clever actually, there's a lot of dynamics No, it's not that. clever though, is it? Because it sounds like one of you
2: are fucking puns. My first thought was, that sounds like one of his puns. And usually you've grown at those, right? But you've listened to that. And my first thought was, that sounds like Morgan's pun. And you went, oh, that's actually quite clever. Because you realised in your head, I know. So fuck you, and also fuck Josh Crisp. But also, thank you very, very much for Josh <laughs> Crisp for being back on Patreon. Uh, thank you, Alice Wood, Katrina Robinson, Kieran Allen, Reese Bowring, Ben Evans... Kate Stevenson, Connor Lewins, Livy Cropper, Keris Andrews, Daniel, you've probably cheered me up on the night shift. You've probably cheered me up on the night shift. Well done, Stevenson. Thank you to all of those people and anybody who's part of our Patreon. Honest now, I cannot stress enough, it means the absolute world to me and Morgan that you'd support us in any way. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I know we go on about it all the fucking time, every week on this podcast, but literally, it's our job so thank you very much
3: and and it helps us more than you can ever know Um, it pays all the bills and it literally makes this podcast a thing each and every week so if you want to continue basically please go and sign up to patreon.com forward slash sapnin you'll make loads of friends and we're going to be doing a lot more activity for the rest of the year and going into 2022 as well so before we wrap up obviously go and check out Raiders his new music video animal available on YouTube you can stream the song on Spotify Apple wherever you get that uh, Raiders UK switch
2: us- for Raiders UK on streaming because fucking it's <laughs> it's a bastard's <laughs> nickname follow uh,
3: us at Sapling Pod on Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date with everything going on in the world of sapmin and follow our personal accounts as well for even more Behind the scenes of our life, I nudes. guess nudes. Like yeah, nudes. I don't post nudes. Um, I post I teasers. I post a nude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, at M H Richards underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, am I meant to do mine? Yeah, yeah. At, <laughs> yeah,
2: oh yeah. At Sean Smith sucks on Twitter. At fake Sean Smith on Instagram, and those are the two names that are definitely the reason why I can't get verified on either one. So fucking class. Also, Raiders Band UK on all socials. Give us a follow. Please, please check out my band. I remember someone once saying, when we started this, because it's, Raiders and this podcast started at the same time. I remember somebody posted, he started a podcast just because he started a new band. And every week, I forget to plug my own band. So, that's that's obviously not true, is it? Yeah, because I'm here to,
3: (laughs) I'm here to remind you. But yeah, we'll be back next Friday and every Friday until we die um, with some extra guests and nice stories And some surprises along the way. So join us. And until then, we'll see you on the internet, I guess. See you
2: on the internet, guys. Does that make sense?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I don't fucking know it. Let's let's stop recording for today. fucking. Let's save some material for next week. Uh, (sighs) Material? (laughs) Don't say material.
2: People think we write this shit down. Uh, No, we definitely not. This is fucking... We wing this. I need to said one. <laughs> we have <laughs> won this. That's not even a word. I'm losing my mind. I'm on a break. I'm uh, off. Uh, <laughs> You're listening to Sablin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else to do with podcasts. Um, Thank you very much.